Hey, entrepreneurs, are you trying to make bigger profits in your small business? Like many of us, I'm sure you're feeling it. Business is hard. And now more than ever, you need to have a plan to help your business not just survive, but thrive. And it can happen as simply as thinking with the end in mind. I'm Marcia Reiner. I'm a business growth strategist, and I've helped tons of small businesses to establish and implement a tangible plan that guarantees increased profitability, guides your growth, and plans for your future exit. Because a business worth selling is also a business worth owning. And I want to share those strategies that I've earned and learned with you on today's Profit with a Plan podcast. But before we get started, I have something to share with you. I put together an insightful and think outside the box web class on Wednesday evening at 6 p.m. Pacific time. And this is specifically designed to help you turn your business into one worth selling, even if you aren't thinking of selling it yet. Why now? Join me and find out all the benefits that come with a sale-ready business. Register for free at exitwithaplan.com. <clears throat> so I'm excited to have my guest with me today. You're going to love him, Cody Lowry. Cody is a division president of Intermark Group in Birmingham, and he's also the author of Schmooze, What They Should Teach You at Harvard Business School. He is skilled at advertising, public speaking, copywriting, social media marketing, and creative writing. He's known for being a strong sales professional and graduated from the University of South Florida. Cody's story is an upbeat and hilarious one, but it wasn't always that way. Uh, his past had known poverty, abandonment, and a family that moved 32 times in seven years. But today, he's the Pied Piper of positivity with advice for everyone on how to make each day count. Cody has been a successful marketer for 30 years, building a multi-million dollar ad agency from scratch. In spite of his past achievements uh, or past experiences, he did achieve success. He took on life with a unique perspective, executing bold ideas and making others laugh and being mindful of the little guy. And now he's here to share with us some of those ideas uh, to take and make a better life. So welcome to Profit with a Plan podcast, Cody. Well, hello. How are you today, Marcy? I am doing fantastic. It's, uh, you know, it's, it's nice weather out here in sunny California. So um, we're just enjoying, you know, the, the, this time of year and um, I'm loving it. You know, where else can you pay the extra sunshine tax to have beautiful sunny days all the time? <laughs> well, I hate to one up you, but I'm in beautiful <laughs> Tampa Bay and the weather's beautiful today. And we did win the Super Bowl last year. I don't know if you knew that. Oh, well, you know, I mean, yeah. come on, you had to buy, you had to buy a, a, a quarterback. So I'm okay with that. Oh, <laughs> you're, okay. Enough said. We're fun. We're fun. But I'm just so excited to have you on the show today. I mean, you have some really unique ideas that I think can truly help small business owners take their personal brand, their business brand themselves to a whole different level with your ideas. So being the author of Schmooze, and I love the name, by the way, um, tell us a little bit more about why you came around to schmoozing. Well, you know, I've schmoozed my whole life and uh, starting selling papers at age 11. And actually, I've got, I've got a uh, big speech coming on. And uh, the topic is things I learned selling papers. And, uh, you know, schmooze is the sizzle of the book is uh, setting up a meeting with the president of the United States in one week, getting a baseball signed by the Pope, being the recipient of a Super Bowl ring from one of NFL's Hall of Fame players, carrying the torch in the Olympics. How does all of this happen? Well, I think it, it happens with, uh, with schmooze. Now, 
Marcy Schmooze is, uh, takes on a negative connotation, right? But I have redefined the word schmooze. And uh, as my good friend uh, Nito Quibane says, today we live in the most connected society of the, in the history of the world, and yet we are more disconnected than ever before. And I learned that early on. So, so really schmooze is, is about a winning smile, making a great first impression. And it's, and it's about, uh, in, in addition to all the, bu- the, the business things, uh, it's also about looking out for the little guy, which I'm, I'm very proud of and I'm fortunate that I've been able to do that. I love it. I love it. So having that kind of, um, you know, first impression of having a winning smile and so on, but, you know, that could be great, but that still doesn't get you in with the president or getting a baseball signed by the Pope. There's, there, there's a little missing connection here from having a winning smile and getting that done. So connect the dots for us. Yeah. So I, I think if, uh, if you get, get an opportunity or your viewers, uh, listeners get an opportunity to read the book, they'll see that there's a common couple common denominators throughout the whole book. And, and one of them is persistence. And uh, mm-hmm. I can tell you, you say no to me and um, that doesn't mean anything. I learned at age 11 when I say, Miami News, Miami News, would you buy a paper if I told you where you got your shoes, what state you were born in, how many birthdays you've had? And, uh, you know, when you're 11 years old, you can get away with stuff like that. And I'd say you got your shoes on your feet, you were born in the state of infancy, and you've only had one birthday the day you were born. And I was selling a rag, rag newspaper, it was the Miami News, our competitor was the Miami Herald and, and the Fort Lauderdale News, and we basically were a fish trapper. So I had to be persistent to sell uh, newspapers and and I did learn that at age 11. And, uh, you know, the things that I've accomplished in, uh, in, in my life and, and, uh, and in business, um, it's about staying with it. Uh, one of my favorite quotes, Marcy, is uh, it's a Japanese proverb, fall down seven times, get up eight. And uh, <laughs> I've been doing that my whole life. That, that, that's, you know what, that's needed as, as a business owner, as I mentioned, you know, Business is hard. If it was easy, everybody would be doing it and being successful with it. So I love that persistence of getting up the eighth time. Um, how do we, so, so when we're using this, this schmooze concept as a small business owner and trying to elevate who we are and make connections, as you said, what are some of the, what are some of the tips or ideas that you might share to enhance our what would we call it? How would we verb schmooze? Would we call it a schmoozicize or schmoozicity? <laughs> I can't even say it. How would we verb schmooze? Well, you know, I've been, I've been lucky. I was born with a lampshade on my head, and I know everyone uh, wasn't born that way. But uh, with that said, it's all about relationships and building relationships. And Marcy, we have, we have uh, clients on the books that have been with us for over 30 years. Mm. And one of the things I talk about in the book is, the secret sauce. It's about building a relationship, getting the client to trust you. It's the foundation of, of, of any relationship is trust and never let the client down. And um, I, I know at times uh, there's, there's in, in my business career and the people that are listening today, there's, there's situations where, you know, you, you have let them down, but it's not because of you know, how you approach it. It's, it's really the, uh, the client, but uh, I can tell you, I still get calls on the weekend from clients and I look down at that phone, Marcy, and I've got a decision to make. Do I, do I pick it up and, and uh, talk to that person or do I kind of, Hey, I'm busy right now. I'll call you back. When I, I always, always, always pick it up and, mm-hmm. and uh, they're paying me a lot of money, number one, but, but number two, they, the reason they call them is they got, they've got an issue and, 
and uh, I'm a blankie for a lot of people. You're a blankie. I love that. A warm, fuzzy blankie that comes in and and in goes the thumb, right? With my grandson, I'm thinking that idea with it. But, um, you know, that's interesting. I look back when, you know, some of the examples you shared, uh, I look back at my dad, who was a car salesman. He was fantastic. He couldn't run a business because, you know, here or there. And but he was a fantastic relationship builder and knew how to schmooze and in all the glory that he could. And he would build relationships and glad hand and talk to people and go to the end of the world for them to get them the things that they wanted and needed. And and I look at that and I think he was the best salesman ever because he listened and did and went to the you know the the end of the world on that relationship. But is that what's needed in a, in a highly commoditized world where people are shopping online? Well, let me tell you why, uh, just back up just a little bit, why your dad was so successful. He understood intuitively, perhaps, that, you know, relationships aren't made in, you know, a year, two years. In the first 30 seconds, 60 seconds, people are already making a value judgment, okay, about you, whether or not they want to do business with you. And I can tell you that... Uh, you know, one of the biggest moments in my business life was picking up a big, big account with uh, a national agency that, you know, dwarfed my my shop that I had. I mean, they're a multi-billion dollar agency. And uh, it was through relationships, number one, that I was invited to a meeting that they miscommunicated to me with. But uh, number two, uh, they asked me to come up and have dinner. And coincidentally, it was uh, automobile dealers and they had a big association um, in North Carolina, and I was invited to come up and have dinner. So I, I came up and, and I can tell you, there's things that I did in that room with those 10 dealers. I mean, I got to know all of them and, and, um, you know, was building relationships with them thinking that down the road, I might have an opportunity to do business with them Well, we're at dinner. And one of the, one of the dealers said, well, who did you bring? And I, I thought that was an odd question. Who, who did I bring? What they like, didn't like tell me, me? They, yeah, well, what they didn't tell me uh, was that it was a it was a presentation for a multi-million dollar account. I was by myself. There were four other um, agencies that were there with their media buyers, their creative, the, you know, the storyboards, the parting gifts for the dealers and, and what have you. And here I was, I had nothing but Cody Lowry. I had a I had a new uh, video, a hot, what we call the hot reel in my, uh, in my baggage. And um, I actually thought that night I went up to my room and I thought, I got to get out of this thing. There's no way I'm going to be able to compete. Well, let me tell you what happened. It was all about building those relationships quickly. I decided to go for it. So what the heck I'm here. And, uh, you know, that morning I got up and I met the other agencies and they all have three or four people with them. They're going, who is this guy? You know, yep. he doesn't have a chance, right? The little guy, so, right? Yeah, well, yeah. Um, and so, you know, in, in my business, if you're making a presentation like that, you either want to go first or you want to go last. And fortunately, they let me go last. So when I walked into the room and your father, uh, maybe he told you, these, these dealers, they make decisions quickly. It's not like they're going to sit on it for, you know, a month and then let you know. They make decisions right then and there. I walked into that room. And it was like, Cody, hey, how you doing? I enjoyed that last night. That was fun. And, you know, hey, don't forget to call me now, blah, blah, blah. And, and you know, the next thing I know, I'm up in front of the room with, uh, with this group of uh, gentlemen. And when I finish, they applaud. 
and I walk out and we go into the, uh, this is at the Grove Park Inn for any of your people uh, out there that know that's very big and famous hotel. So everybody walks out into the lobby and I'm there talking to them. And, you know, I guess about 45 minutes later, a gentleman comes out, one of the dealers who was the president. And he said, Cody, we'd like to see you. And I walk into the room and they close the door and they all stand up and applaud. I got the business. And let me, and that really, that changed, that changed uh, my my, uh, business uh, really forever because we got, we got into the, what they call the tier two world uh, in a very big, big way. And uh, it was about building that relationship and understanding how important it is to, um, to do it early and, you know, have respect for the person that you're meeting. When I go in to meet somebody for the first time, and generally I, I meet people at a very high level, I know what school they went to. I know what charities they have. I know uh, about their, you know, their kids. I know, I know a lot about them. And you do I always, your research. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. And they appreciate it. If you ask a client, and this is something I've been doing for years, it doesn't matter what business they're in. So, Mr. Johnson, how did you get started in this business? Oh, my God. Sit back, pack a lunch, and they're going to let you know. But what you're doing there is you're creating a bond and you're getting on a, you know, with some of the things that they say, well, I'm originally from Detroit. Well, I'm from Detroit originally and blah, blah, blah. And you start having a conversation and they start they start looking at you as a, a real person and not some, you know, sales guy wanting to you know, walk out of the office with a check. So it's very, very important in, in business, especially small business, to make mm-hmm. sure that you uh, establish that relationship early and, uh, you know, go for it. I love it. I love the fact that you stood up next to those big agencies, threw your shoulders back and presented anyways, knowing that, hey, you know, I'm already here. I might as well do it. You know, to have that and to land the deal because they saw that sincerity in the relationship that you built. It's funny. I have a friend that tells this story, this amazing story of being, uh, you know, held over in an airport talking to some gentlemen. And and she asked a couple of questions and these gentlemen just were talking for the whole time. And then she leaves for the plane and someone runs over and goes, that was you're the best you know, person I've ever met. And, and can I get your card? And so she gives him the card, walks off to the plane and thinking to herself, she didn't even hardly say a word or introduce herself, but these people thought she was the best person in the world because she listened. Yeah. And she let yeah. them talk. And, and I think that's the story of, of you just saying, hey, so how did you get into the business? And sit back and relax because people love to share about themselves, especially to those that are genuinely, genuinely interested in hearing the answer. And yeah. I think when you can portray that, that deepens that relationship, as you said. What amazing story. I mean, to be able to land that. Good job. Good job. Thank you. So, Thank you. So you, um, a lot of us business owners maybe aren't extroverts, right? You and I, we're kind of, you know, the, the, I mean, I don't put a lampshade on, but I can walk into the room, any room and be okay with that. But there are a lot of business owners that aren't quite that way. How do you tell them to build that schmooze ability and be able to do the things that they need to do? Yeah, well, I don't, I don't think any of us were born a, a schmoozer. In fact, one of the, the chapters in, in my book is schmoozing from the, the podium. And I, you know, it's, it's something that is learned and Mm -hmm. I know it's difficult for, 
for some people to go into a, you know, a group of people and, you know, initiate a conversation or be part, you know, a relevant part of that conversation, but it, it takes practice and it's not something that uh, comes easy. I will, I will tell you this, that it, it, it did come relatively easy for me because of my uh, background in comedy and, you know, and, and all the things that, that go along with that. And so um, I, I would say to your listeners out there that they just have to work at it. And uh, sooner uh, rather than later, it's, they're going to feel very, very comfortable doing it, but they can't just, you know, sit down and be in a corner and say, Oh, well, gee, I'm not comfortable. I don't want to approach him or I don't want to approach her. And, you know, what if they think this and what if they think that, you know, you, you go for it. No, I, I agree. I think it's important. Um, something else that you said I think would help um, is that being, being, uh, doing your research before you go into that room, um, I think gives you, gives you some, some skills. And that research is not just about the people that you want to meet in that room, which if you have an opportunity to have a list of the attendees that are going, um, you know, you could do the research on the folks that you want. But you know, I, another person had told me that, um, you know, if you're just aware of um, good conversation starters, and it's not necessarily politics or what's going on with weather, or God forbid, if I hear another story about COVID, I don't know. But, you know, if they have some good conversation starters or are cued into a few things that maybe be able to continue the conversation, I think that helps a lot too. Don't you agree? Yeah, I, I think so. And I, I think that uh, uh, it has to be, you know, relevant. You got to understand where you're coming from and you can't just, you know, you know, spit out something that goes, what? You know, so it's, um, it's, a, it's, a, it's an, I think it's important to um, be a uh, participating uh, uh, part of that, that, that group, but uh, know from where you, where you're speaking and, you know, what you want to say and make sure that it, again, that it's relevant. Mm, love it. And important. And I think, I think in any conversation that we're having um, and, and when we're talking to potential clients, you know, turning that relevancy of how our solution, our product or our service can, can, you know, be relevant to that company and add those benefits to them in a way that is not, forgive the term, used carsmen used car salesman of, Hey, if you don't take this price today, you know, <laughs> kind of right. thing. Um, so, so tell us some more about some of your schmoozing skills that, that small business owners can use in everyday practices that, that would help them become more, more popular, maybe more, um, more welcomed to those circles. Right. Um, one of the things that I think your listeners need to do is, is understand that, your business has a brand and obviously you've got to pay attention to the brand, but you also have a brand. Who are you? What are you all about? If, you know, when, uh, if a hundred people were asked that, that know you, you know, Hey, what, what does she stand for? What does he stand for? What flags do they, they wave? What would they say? And I always paid, um, close attention to my own personal brand. I know if they wanted, uh, you know, creative, uh, you know, I was their guy. If they, if they uh, wanted to consult on something without being sold something, they, they felt free to call me. I built up a good relationship with, uh, you know, business referrals and, and what, Hey, you got to talk to Cody, Cody, will Cody will fix this one for you. And um, so I think it's about knowing who you are and, and, you know, what you stand for. 
you know, today um, we don't we don't compete necessarily with our immediate competition. We compete with Ritz Carlton. We compete with the Four Seasons. We compete with Disney World, Nordstroms. People expect expect great, incredible service, and you know what? If you don't get it, they're going to be someplace else. And the very fact that uh, you know we've had clients as long as we've had, you know, I, I owe it to you know understanding that that um, I've got to continually um, give them the Ritz Carlton service, or somebody else is going to is waiting in line right behind me. And and when you when you discuss those iconic brands such as Ritz Carlton and Disney and Nordstroms and so on, um, Chick Fil A, I forgot to mention them. Chick Fil A is fantastic. We love Chick Fil A here in California. So um, just wish they were open on Sundays. Um, you know, having having um, that kind of service. You know, if you're competing on service alone, I think that you can be knocked off the, the, the shelf. But I, I think if we're, if we're competing on what the consumer really truly wants and then providing that at a level of just outstanding service and outstanding solution, I think that that's a little bit more, but how do you attack your brand to that? So have, so here I am, Marcia Reiner, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm known for, for being, for being a connector, I'm known for being uh, an influencer and and doing the things that I do. But I also am known for thinking outside the box and saying, "Okay, there's ways that I can do this that you may not have thought about, and let's figure out how to solve the puzzle." Um, but is that a brand? Is that what people want to know me for? Is that is that something that we can elevate? Because of course, I'm going to go to the end of the world and I'll be there on the phone when they need that. But it. Do you see where I'm coming from? Is that is yeah, that and I part think, of that? I think I think those credentials are established early on. They know who you are. They they know what you're capable of doing. You uh, have done your homework. You've got the business. But let me tell you something. And I don't think there's anything more uh, important than really paying attention to your clients. And and you know I I, I think that. Uh, my my experience and, and the the tenure that I've had with clients it's almost un, unheard of, mm-hmm. and uh, it is it is about service because you got the business because of all the things that you mentioned. But now it's time to keep it, and there is somebody banging on their door all the time with a better mousetrap, and you know why them, why not me? So you know it, it's a combination of things. I love it. I love it. So keeping that business, and and if we continue with the schmooze concept if we are taking care of them on that customer service level and we're schmoozing with them continuously, not just when we meet them, we're keeping that, that, um, you know, that honeymoon phase, I guess is what, what I'm kind of envisioning throughout the relationship right. rather than, you know, after you've been married a few years, you're like, yeah, here, here's your dinner. Or here, you, know, you look good today. Not that kind of stuff. Um, but I think that that's a, that's a great um, carry through that you want to continue to keep that type of, of relationship going, correct? Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and again, that's, that's something I've done my whole life and uh, it works. And it I, want, I want to just clarify something. Schmoozing. And, and, and if you read the book, you'll, you'll find out, I redefine the word schmoozing and uh, you know, first and foremost, it's about being genuine and people will see through uh, you know, some sort of a, this is a, a schmooze person who's, you know, they, they, 
they, they really uh, don't have anything to offer except a cheap suit. And, and uh, you know, I was, and when I say I was there for my clients, I mean, I'm, I'm invited to weddings. I mean, you know, I'm, I've done many eulogies. I've done, uh, mm. you know, all kinds of things that aren't terribly typical in, um, at least in, the, in my world. And uh, it's because I, you know, I built such a strong relationship and was there for them. I love it. I can tell you, I, I, I carried the torch in the Olympics because I had a guy, big executive from Detroit. I won't mention his name. He's also CEO of a large, large multi-billion dollar um, international agency. But uh, he was having some uh, problems with his son who was in, in uh, Florida. And um, we had gotten, we had established a relationship years prior, but he called me and said that his son was really trying to find a job and would I be able to help him? And, and I said, sure. So it was kind of like Tuesdays with Maury, you know, it was Tuesdays with his son and he'd come by and we'd talk. And, and uh, I, I obviously would network, help him network. And he calls me up one day, Marcy, and he says, Cody, can I come in to see you? So he came to my office and um, he said, I got a job. I got a position. Yay. I said, what are you? Yeah, but you know what? I said, um, I said, uh, really, what is it? He said, well, I'm going to be a junior account executive for this big agency. And I just stopped dead. In my, that's not what he wanted to do. And I said, I said, you know, your dad probably got you this position and he can get you that position tomorrow, the next week, two weeks, you know, somebody in his uh, position and I said, don't take it. And he said, you're kidding. I said, no, it's not what you want to do. And um, I mean, you're a young kid. Yeah, you're flipping burgers now at Fridays, but things will change. A week later, he calls me up. He got his, the job he was looking for down in South Florida. Guess what? I became part of that family. I was invited to all kinds of things. And when his father had an opportunity to nominate somebody to carry the torch um, in the uh, Olympics, he picked up the phone and he asked me. So, um, you know, it's, it's not schmoozing. I, I, I just don't want people to get the, the wrong connotation, if you will. No, and, and, and I, think that, I think it's a great connotation, though, because there, there's an art to it. And the way that you've transformed that into building relationships, I think is so much better than just going out and glad handing and baby kissing and, you know, work in the room kind of thing. It's, it's coming in with an intention is what I'm hearing. It's coming in with an intention of building a relationship, doing your homework, being authentic and respectful of who you are and who that party is, and then deepening the relationship. Do I have that? Do I have your version of schmooze down? I'll hire you now. Oh, perfect. <laughs> perfect. Because I think these are all benefits that, that the business owner needs to do to build relationships because business is often done, as they always say, on the golf course, right? It's, it's the big accounts are done because you've made friends and you've made relationships and you've done something and you've been part of. And it's not just because you have an online ad or you're the dentist on the corner that, that people are going to come to you. The deeper, better relationships are for those that actually you care about and care about you. And that can only be done by building that and they, and they trust you mm, and uh, so much. you know that's yeah and and again it, it goes back to being uh, 
you know, it goes back to being genuine. Yeah, I've, I've built a lot of relationships on the golf course. I talk in the book, there's a chapter schmoozing on the links. I actually <laughs> teed it up at Augusta National. This, mm-hmm. this is a kid who, who should have fallen through the cracks. And, you know, I'm teeing it up at Augusta National with, uh, with one of the head guys at CBS. And I did it by schmoozing. And it, it, it's a great story if, if, you, if you'd like me to share w- with you. Please. I was a guest with CBS at Augusta and they had us uh, set up at a house and in uh, Augusta and that's what CBS does. They go in and they rent all these houses out and people make a gazillion dollars running their house. Right. right. So, um, yeah, so that there was a, um, a, uh, uh, an opportunity to go to a dinner the first night I, I got there and they had a car pick us up and I walked in and I, I looked at the parking lot. It was relatively empty. The reason it was relatively em- uh, empty is because it was an intimate group. Jim Nance was there. Ken Venturi was there. Um, all of the CBS color people were there. People that owned, you know, four or five CBS affiliates were there and green jacket members were there. Yeah. And here I'm, I'm in the room and, you know, what am I doing here? Well, the funny story is the next day they had a car that picked us up, me and another gentleman, and they were taking us out to play golf at some fancy club and not, not, uh, not, not Augusta national, but um, as they were, this is before the advent of the uh, GPS and they were driving us out. And I said to my buddy, I said, I think we're going to be late. And this guy got lost and we're 30 minutes late getting to the golf course, 30 minutes past our tea time. Right. Oh my goodness. We, yeah. Well, listen to this. We get there and the world has stopped. There are two guys on the tee box and um, it's one of those deals. We get out of the car. They're sitting on number one hole and we get out of the car and we're putting on our shoes and everything. And I walk up and I introduce myself. The one guy was, was a little guy. And, um, the other guy was a big guy, but anyway, the little guy, he gets, he's a little anxious to get the round going, you know? So he starts and he's a left-handed guy and he starts making, uh, these, these crazy turns with his, you know, with his club and everything. And now he's ready to hit the ball and he's got it right up here. And I said, less, I screamed at him and he's shaking and he turns around and he looks at me and I do the oldest joke in the world. I said, Les, you're standing on the wrong side of the ball. Oh, my now, he gosh. thought that was he thought that was the funniest thing he ever heard. I get in the car with, cart with the other guy and he goes, most people don't screw with him. I said, who, <laughs> Les? Well, Les was at the time was the highest paid executive with CBS. He was making five million dollars a year in charge of all the talent. That day we had more fun and, you know, messing with each other. We go into the clubhouse. We're having a drink and he casually just looks over. He says, are you playing Monday? At the time, the sponsors all played Monday. Uh, the Monday after the tournament because they had a regular sudden death. And I said, I said, no, I didn't. And uh, he changed the subject and I got home that night and on my bed upstairs. And I'll never forget this, Marcia. I looked down and there's this handwritten envelope with my name on it. Very well done. Um, and I open it up. It says, you've been invited to play Augusta national. You you'll tee off at nine 15 and blah, blah, blah. So here I am, I get an invitation to play Augusta National, um, you know, the envy of all of my golf buddies. And uh, I get to the I get to the place and Les looks over at me and he waves. And, you know, it, it, it was just an experience that I wouldn't have had um, if I hadn't initiated this uh, this relationship early. And I did it by uh, having a little fun at his expense. 
And you know what? Most people like the tall guy says, oh my God, nobody would normally mess with this guy because this guy's an icon in, in, in the world that he's in. But you, you, you took it upon yourself to reach out and do something that nobody else did. And, and I think that that's what we all need to do to separate ourselves from the pack. Maybe not, you know, um, poke fun at, at uh, you know, a wealthy guy on the other side, but, but to be, to be ourselves and to be unusual and to step outside of that box and do the things that are needed to be may recognized. I, yeah. May I say this to you? I, uh, and it's in, in the book, I've got, I've got billionaires that are friends. Right. And I have no problem. You know, I can't keep up with them financially and I don't have the jets and the homes of, of, abroad. But it's nice but to have rich I, friends, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, I, you know, um, but I, um, in, in the book, I, I, I tell the readers, you know, I don't care who stoops from what pedestal. We are 99.9% more alike than we are different. And it doesn't matter how many zeros somebody has after their name. So I have always had a comfort level, whether they're, you know, they're a street person, which I, I spent a lot of time, you know, schmoozing street people and, or, or a billionaire. And uh, again, I mean, we're, we're, we're more alike than we are different. So I think that helps and understand it. You know, a lot of times you'll get a big meeting and you're real nervous because this person is whatever he is or she is. And, and uh, you know what, that they'll, they'd love to just sit and talk about their kids or the things that are happening in, in their, in their life and no reason to be uh, intimidated. Yeah. Right. Yeah. They're people just like you. They put on their pants one leg at a time and tie their shoes. So Love yeah, it. Yeah, All yeah. right, Cody, this has been a fantastic conversation and beautiful stories that you've told us along the way of ways that we should be um, living our life and, and um, being active and participating in a way that, that just really takes you to a, a whole different place. And I, and I just, I really like it. Where can listeners find out more about you and your book? Yeah, uh, they can go to mrschmooze.com and that's M-R, not M-I-S-T-E-R, mrschmooze.com. And uh, my speaking, uh, uh, part of my speaking portfolio is there as well. And then, um, you know, Barnes and Noble, um, Amazon, you know, wherever books are sold, you can, you can pick it up. Awesome. I love it. You know, it's, it's, it, it is so much about the way it used to be and that it's, going away from. And I love that we're pulling this skill set and this connection back into our world in a time where, you know, we're all on Zoom all the time, you know, and we're, we're missing that connection in the way that we can build relationships with people. So I'm so happy to have had you on the show. Thank you well, so much. Well, I am delighted and thank you very much. Awesome. All right, listeners, I hope you found an idea or two to put into your business that will help you become more profitable. And I know this idea of Cody's version of schmoozing is a fantastic way for us to get back out to start building those and deepening those relationships again. So now more than ever, it's important to build your business like you want to sell it. Don't forget to register for my new web class, how to turn your business into one more selling, even if you aren't thinking of selling it yet. There are tons of benefits to having a sale-worthy business, and it'll be on Wednesday at 6 p.m., so go register for free at exitwithaplan.com. You don't want to miss this class. And as always, Cody and I would love to hear your questions or feedback, or gosh, if you have any amazing schmooze stories, we'd love to hear them. Please comment on today's show, and don't forget to subscribe. 
And as always, you can catch Profit with a Plan on any of your favorite podcast players where we're looking forward to more great profitable information on next week's show. So until then, make your plans and profit with them. Thanks so much, Cody. Thank you. 